Meanwhile, recorded live on the Lava Lamp Lounge, it's somewhere in between a radio zine. News, music, culture, stories, and more. This show is what we make of it, and hopefully you'll join us in the fun, too. Now let's get started. And welcome to keeping the radio you love going strong in your community. It's issue 29, the Pledge Drive Special. As I work the kinks out of my back and try to approach my to-do list with some amount of sanity, I am reminded of both the pros and cons of taking a little time off to enjoy yourself especially this last month. Wow. Sometimes you live through a month, and sometimes you live through an entire year in that same span of time. But that's neither here nor there, because as I stretch my legs out and turn on this little device I have to read my email, it becomes painfully aware to me that it is pledge drive time here at KMUZ. And I think that probably the best way to go about this and approach something like this is to talk a little bit about some of the most important things to me as someone who makes radio and listens to quite a bit. Uh, And that's having something dependable and reliable in your life that you can turn to, especially when you're stuck at home. The thing that has always fascinated me about radio, but has certainly made me appreciate KMUZ in particular, was the dedication to the content. The people that are producing shows uh, are just not only wonderful folks who really care about their communities and the music and and the world that those communities grow up in, but they're excellent people. (laughs) And I wouldn't just say that if it weren't for the fact that several of them are my friends. And, you know, we joke and we kid about the world of radio being this tight-knit community, but certainly there's nothing stronger than the community that grows around a particular radio station. I've been a guest on Mixed Show Northwest Notes a number of times, and often during this period when the pledge drive arrives, we try to do something together, uh, often during his time slot, and uh, it's often something very casual. We'll play some records, talk about what we like, what we uh, appreciate about the world that is broadcast radio. But I think you know, this particular year has highlighted that relationship in a way that is hard to come to terms with. You know, we don't get to do that show together. Not for a while. And sometimes it feels like it might be even longer before we get to do something like that. When we look at how much it costs to keep a radio station going and how little money any of us have ourselves. Now, this feels like a really, really strange time to be asking anyone for any kind of money for any reason. And I don't want to be the person that has to kind of 
sit here and ruin your day while you're just trying to enjoy a little bit of a broadcast before you have to really settle in and get back to work. But I think that it's important to understand that without the help of people who listen to these shows, without the help of people who are actively engaged in these programs, these shows will go away. It's not even a question of maybe, you know, like, oh, uh, maybe we can hold in if we just make a little bit more money or no. The truth is, if we don't actually meet our funding goals, the station will collapse. Programs will disappear. People who don't have access to this resource won't be able to make these shows. They won't be able to engage their community. They won't be able to bring music to people who really care about it. And they won't be able to have this wonderful outlet available to them in this way. And that, more than anything, is why we need your donations. Now, it's very difficult for me to sit here and say, please preach, you got to do this. I am the one that's in control now. I'm on the radio. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Right now, everything is really hard for everyone. And that's why I'm hoping that this message comes through to people who are certainly in a position to make a difference. I don't want to speak to those who are feeling the pennies being pinched and then wondering why I'm asking them for cash. This message isn't for you. I mean, please keep listening to the radio. We love you, and uh, we want you to be a part of our community as well. But for those who have a little bit of extra cash this time of year, especially right before we have to go into a dark and cold period of our year where all of us are hunkering down inside of our homes and looking for new ways to heat them, if you have a little bit of cash now, this would be the perfect time to help keep KMUZ warm. I mean, we have to turn on the heat, too. So, this is my attempt, my effort, my, my begging you, my please, 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 as James Brown might say. Why not consider making a donation to KMUZ? It's going to help us stay in business. And it's going to be able to keep these shows coming to you in the way that you know and love. And certainly, if you are in a position where you can give a little more than you normally would, please, why not give us everything?
If you would like to make a donation to KMUZ, please consider doing one of the following. Call us at 503-990-6091 and make a donation over the phone, just like they've been doing for decades now. Or if you want to do it the newfangled way, there's always the Interwebatron. You can visit kmuz.org and click the blue Contribute Now button that's on the left-hand side of the screen underneath the logo, and we will happily take your donation online. It's safe, it's secure, uh, there's no uh, problems. We don't put you on some sort of weird mailing list, except for our own, where we send you information about KMUZ. Uh, but uh, yeah, it is the easy way, as they say, to make a donation. Now, I could go on and on and on about the pledge drive, or I could give you a little insight into the kinds of stories that we like to offer on this program. And I'm opting for the latter because I have a little treat for you here, uh, which is probably the only story that was produced during our pilot series that uh, has not yet aired on the radio proper, which is uh, interesting in that I think almost all of the other pilots and stories and things that we produced in that era have at one point or another made it on the air. But this one slipped through the cracks, uh, and so uh, we're going to bring it to you here today. Uh, it's a little story about learning how to drive when you are an older person. And, uh, well, it goes like this. No matter how much forethought I give to the action, I never manage to actually walk to the driver's side of the car when I first walk out to my car. I only recently learned how to drive in the first place, what business would I have on the driver's side of the car? Certainly it's some sort of mistake. I'm actually putting something in the driver's seat or in the little compartment in the door, little little slidey thing there where you kind of put little notes and stuff. I must be putting something there for someone. I, I, I couldn't be driving this car. I couldn't be getting into it. I couldn't be turning the key and running the pedals what what how why what it there's something about this conundrum in my mind manifests in a way where i just walk to the passenger side instinctively like it's where i belong the car that I drive actually is a tiny little thing, and uh, it, it's really not much of a car uh, when you really get right down to it. Uh, it's very low to the ground. I mean, it is a four-door, but that's about it. Um, it's small by the standards of 20 years ago. Let's just say that. And uh, when I look at it, there's a part of me that can't even 
understand it as my vehicle. It looks like someone's car in our driveway was just parked there and they're visiting and they must be in the bathroom. They're going to be out shortly and maybe we'll send them off with some water and they'll hit the road and then I can get back to planning my walk to wherever it is I need to go. But sooner or later, I have to actually make the point that it is my car and then I have to weirdly shudder in that kind of way where I acknowledge that I own a car and well you know we continue on down that road of uh, realization after realization after realization I never learned to drive as a teenager I tried honestly uh, but I, I, I guess it just wasn't for me uh, you know a couple of uh Incidents, we'll just say, uh, really steered me away from the entire notion that driving was going to be something I wanted to do. Uh, And I was incredibly lucky. I mean, you know, when I was in high school, I lived in Cottage Grove. You could walk across that town in those days in about 20 minutes. Uh, And then when I lived in Eugene, the buses ran everywhere all the time. You could go all night long. It was really kind of a thing, and I got pretty used to the idea of just being able to hop on and be about 15 minutes away from whatever it was I needed to do. Eugene itself wasn't all that huge to begin with. You could probably walk across town in an hour, so uh, to be honest, I did a lot of walking too. But, you know, if you wanted to be mobile for work or whatever, the buses were there and very quick and Pretty soon I became proficient enough to never need a car. Portland worked out kind of in the same way, in that while I lived there, the buses were great. I never needed almost any other kind of transportation, and I was lucky enough to have a nice group of friends that understood that I was the weirdo from a small town that never learned to drive, and so I got a lot of sympathy rides from a lot of people. But at some point... When we moved to Salem and I tried to use the buses here, it became very, very clear that I needed to learn to drive. Not only that, but uh, there was the added problem of saving my relationship with my wife in that her having to constantly drive my to every little thing that I ever needed to do was not exactly the way I wanted to have to frame the rest of our relationship. Uh, And so I made some efforts, took the driving test and failed and got very discouraged. And, uh, well, time passed. There isn't, like, some weird secret to how I actually finally learned to drive. Uh, No magic MacGuffin that uh, was uh, suddenly gifted to me that uh, opened my eyes to the ways that driving can work for me. Uh, Nothing like that. I uh, cleaned a friend's apartment for a trade, and they taught me to drive (laughs) over the summer when they were off because they work as a teacher. Thank you so much, Rebecca. You are amazing. And, uh... Well, the rest is history. I learned enough from her to start practicing 
enough to get the permit. I drove around with the permit long enough to get some real experience and took the final test and passed. They gave me a piece of paper at the end of that day, and I was making mistakes, scaring my wife and getting pulled over by the police by the end of the night. It was actually pretty funny. I had been at work and had, had driven there. It was the first time that I had driven there. It was kind of cool. And I was coming home, and, you know, the parking lot where I worked was very well lit, and it's like my you know, kind of first time at night. I haven't really done much night driving at all, so I'm, you know, getting things ready, kind of still super cautious about all the stuff I'm doing and a little nervous, and so I'm still a little shaky behind the wheel, but I, I know what I'm doing enough to wait quite a while before I get out into the road. My house is like five minutes from where I was working at the time, so I just head on down the road like nothing's going on. I mean, all the lights are on in the streets and whatnot, so I mean, it is bright. And I'm cruising, doing my thing, and then the police lights come on, and I am terrified. First time, of course, that, uh, well, I mean, I've been in a car when the police have pulled someone else over, but this is uh, my first day with my license, and it's my first time getting pulled over, so I am very frightened. I'm thinking to myself that uh, it's over. Uh, I had it for one day, and it's gone, and I will never drive again. And uh, the officer comes over. I hand over my paper license that they give you at the DMV on the day that you pass the test, and they say, we'll mail you your real license. And uh, he looks at it, and he looks at me, and uh, he says, is this your first day driving? <laughs> so it goes. So it goes. After he reminds me that I might want to turn my lights on when I'm driving in the evening, uh, he gives me a uh, healthy dose of, you get one, sir. And, uh, well... I toss my wallet, my ID, and everything off into the passenger side, the place that I've been walking to over and over and over again, in the hopes that I can just get the two more blocks to my house without any further incident. Driving on
one more time, why don't you try to make a donation to us on the website even, kmuz.org. Uh, you can make a nice, wonderful, discreet donation by clicking that big blue button on the left-hand side of the screen, and uh, that will give you all of the information you need to make a donation to us. And uh, if you want to do it the old-fashioned way, you can also send us some mail to our P.O. Box 12038 here in Salem, Oregon, 97309. Or why not call the station directly to make your donation even more quick? 503-990-6091. Make a donation and tell them, yes, your shows are important. I need you in my life, and I would love to have more radio coming my way. And I know that the way to do that is through my financial contribution. So here it is. I've given you the script. Now it's time to follow mine as I wrap up the program and that's going to do it for us this week here on the program somewhere in between a radio zine the pledge drive special issue 29 contains stories written by austin rich including the pledge drive special part one the passenger side and the pledge drive special part two this episode was produced by Austin Rich in the Lava Lamp Lounge and was assembled using only the finest in 20th century technology. In the long-standing tradition of Mozines, there is an open submission policy here. If you have a story that you'd like to send in, read, or you just want to be a part of the show, why not drop a line to austinrich at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us this week. You guys are wonderful. You guys are beautiful. Without you, there would be no program. Be seeing you.